2: listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast.
0: And then it explains the reason, for the Lord is at hand. saying, keep your eyes on the big picture. Keep your eyes on the prize. This gospel only has a limited amount of time before this gospel bus gets to where it's going and Christ returns. We only have a lifetime to reach our generation, and I don't want to waste my lifetime bickering and arguing over things that really don't matter. Whether the carpet is purple, whether the carpet is pink, whether I sat in that seat this seat. We gotta make sure we're not majoring on minors and, 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 listen, when it comes to whether or not Jesus is the Son of God and, and, and did he live a sinless life? Was he born of a virgin? Uh, was he crucified under Pontius Pilate? Did he uh, rise on the third day? Did he ascend to heaven? Now that I will argue about. But, but whether or not, you know, the church should be 20 minutes long, 16 minutes long, uh, the, the, should we sing this song, that song? I'm not gonna waste my time arguing over such issues. Should it be more CCM, a a little more gospel? Listen, the main thing is people are going to hell. And hell is not just a bad day. It lasts forever where you're locked out of the presence of God. The seriousness of our task should preclude pettiness. Pettiness. And then he says, be anxious for no thing. Have you ever woke up in the middle of the night with a cold sweat, thinking about what you're about to face later that day? I know I have. Have you ever been threatened by people who were stronger, had more friends, had more resources, and were more hateful? than you could ever be. Pastor and I have been there. I don't preach this to sound clever. I teach this because it's true and it works. Be anxious for no thing. The challenge is when I watch the news, oh my gosh, I, I got to pray. Sometimes I feel like I got to take a bath. But God is about to give us a command, but then he's about to give us a strategy right after. And the only way you can fulfill this command is if you implement the strategy. Be anxious for nothing. This verse can be translated, stop, being anxious about everything. You say, well, Bishop, how do I stop worrying? Because I'm just, I'm just a worrier. My grandmama was a worrier. My granddaddy was a worrier. I just worry. It's my nature. I'm analytical and I, I think about things and I, I just worry. How do I, how do I not be anxious? I'm glad you asked. Because here's the answer. But in everything. Not just in the big things, and the spiritual things, but in everything by prayer. If genuine prayer was easy, everyone would do it. See, what gets hard about prayer is I don't always know my own mind and I don't always understand God's mind. And then when an answer takes too long to come, it's only natural to want to quit. This is why Jesus, he said, I can't leave that to Paul. I got to say this myself. He said the obvious, Luke 18, one. Men, women's too, must always pray and not give up. Jesus knew. That at times we want to give up. Or he wouldn't have said that. He said, always pray. See, see, I, I, you know, I've, I've lived long enough that I've seen so much stuff. You just kind of like, yeah, you know, it'll handle itself. But, 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 but you, you get a little calloused. You get a little hard hearted and get to the play, place you no longer pray. Say, well, that would just work itself out. Now there, there's a place for, for leaving things to God. But he says in everything by prayer. And there are things that you've given up, you've given up praying about. You now just accept it as fact. You don't pray for that person, you don't pray for that situation, that's just the way they is, that's just the way it is. But Jesus said men must always pray and not give up. In everything by prayer, and then he adds another word, and supplication. Here's what I know. Everyone who runs to God eventually makes it. The early church father, Chrysostom, tells us that this first word that was translated in Philippians 1 and 6, everything in prayer, just speaks of prayer in the generic sense, the general sense. And, and typically when you prayed, the, the, the ancients prayed differently than our than we do. Um, the term that we get, the, the general term for prayer actually comes out of the term we get vow. And often what they would say is, Lord, I give you everything about me so you can give me that. And they, there's a surrender in prayer. And so it wasn't just about asking, it was about asking. Uh, the, the the word communicates a surrender and it's, Lord, I give you this situation and, and I surrender it to you, God. And, and, and when you answer that prayer, this is what I'm going to do with that answer. You know, I'm going to give you, give me a husband and I'm going to love that husband. Give me a wife. I'm going to love that. Give me children, Lord. I, you know, I've been barren for three years. Lord, I'm going to love that child. And, and, you know, there, there, there's a vow, uh, that with that this, this general idea of prayer in, in the minds of the, the, the ancients. But then the second word, supplication, is a deeply felt, intensely vocalized prayer. We have to stop asking God to care about things we don't care about, and then calling it prayer. Lord, yeah, give me a world, priests, uh, uh, help our president, uh, help the Congress. Uh, yeah, my husband, yeah, him, uh, and my. James says this, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person accomplishes much. So it's not just getting your act together and being righteous that gets your prayers answered. It's fervent prayer. And what happens over time, due to life and disappointment, we lose our fire. And God said, I'd rather you be cold or hot, but this lukewarm stuff is driving me crazy. It's the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person that accomplishes much. So if you're not getting anywhere in your prayer life, check your fervor. Check your passion check if your heart is really in it. Are you really are are you really investing yourself or are you protecting yourself and you're having this dispassionate prayer and disconnected approach to living because again you want to protect yourself from hurt and failure but let me tell you God's the only one that can ultimately protect you it takes strength to keep your heart open to, to, to stay passionate about the things God wants us passionate about but this next word is one of the, the things we're going to focus on today before we leave, and most people leave out. We do these two things. We pray, and then we pray passionately with thanksgiving. So if prayer and supplication was the bird, thanksgiving is the wings. The dictionary defines thankful as the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation, and watch this, and to return kindness. If you pray, but never take time to return kindness to God, you are not going to experience this promise. It's an incredible promise that comes next. But you have to add wings to your prayer. You need to pray it accurately according to scripture. You need to pray it emotionally, sincerely, from the heart. But then you need to add wings so it could fly into God's presence. And when that happens, it says, and the peace of God, not Peace like we have in the world, in the world we have peace if we don't have problems, we have peace if our neighbor's not yelling at us, but the peace of God is something different. God has watched World War One World War II, world War II and, and God knows if we're moving into World War III, but he has no Pepto-Bismol. The Holy Spirit's not put him on medication. He knows how this thing's going to wrap out and turn out. He has a peace from another world. See, we just, give me more money so I can have worldly peace. Give me this relationship so I can have worldly, but but there's a peace that comes from God that's not connected to anything that can leave you, anything that can walk out on you, anything that could do bad to you. And the peace of God. These are two of the most powerful concepts in human history. Peace and God. And when you find the latter, it's amazing how the other starts to show up. Because peace is not the absence of trouble. It's the presence of God. And the peace of God, watch this, that passes all your reasoning, passes all your understanding of circumstances and the rest. It's about to do something, and we're gonna get to that. But what we see here. Is God wants to give us, if we would pray and become thankful and and, and be thankful and be grateful for the things we do have. No, we don't have everything we might want, but we do have some things that we can be grateful for. And we have that grateful heart with the praying spirit. There will be a peace that passes understanding, a peace that people will look at and say, that makes no sense. I know what they're going through. How could they be okay? In, in fact, that, that peace is going to convict people. They need to know your God because I know that person's husband. I know their, I know what their child is right now. I know what they're facing. I know what the doctor said to them. I, I know what they're experiencing. Uh, but, but somehow there's a peace that doesn't come from circumstances, doesn't come from this world. It must come from God. But this type of peace does not come without thanks. Giving. And the peace of God, which surpasses all your ability to figure it out, it's independent of the facts, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This term guard literally speaks of a military sentinel guard on post willing to do whatever is necessary, whether it's offensively or defensively, to keep something or someone safe. The God who was wise enough to create the world we live in is powerful enough to watch out for me while I'm in it. Mm-hmm. Those of you sending kids off to college, sometimes, as a matter of fact, forget college, send them off to school. God can give you a peace that passes understanding. Even though some things are taught, things will be said, and but there's a peace. But you gotta be prayed up. And you have to have a grateful heart to experience that. Let's, let's read it again, and I'm going to begin to, to wrap up. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. World War I, World War II, World War III. World War, world, world, my house, World War, your neighbor's house, whatever the world. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer, if my people call by my name, would just humble themselves and pray. And supplication, don't be cold. Don't be afraid to put your heart in it. And here's the key for today. With thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known to God. So if you got prayer and supplication, but no thanksgiving, the request is probably not going to be made known to God. And the peace which surpasses, surpasses, I mean, goes beyond all understanding will it's a fact guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus what Paul is saying is when we have a heart of gratitude and we live a life of prayer God will put our hearts and minds in protective custody mm-hmm. God will release spiritual special forces, if you will, to watch out for you, to take care of you, to make sure you get through whatever situation you are in, mentally and emotionally, and with your heart intact, meaning you don't have to get bitter just because that happened. God can keep your heart. One of the biggest challenges, I'm going to tell you the truth, in life is not the devil. It's keeping your heart sweet. It's keeping your heart sweet. The proverb says, guard your heart for, for out of it comes all the virtues of life. We say, why am I praying? Because you're bitter. Why does why, why God seem so far away? Sometimes it's, it's because you're unforgiving, you haven't let go, and, and you're not thankful. You can't, you can't find any good in the bad. And, and, and God always finds the good in the bad. And a peace will guard. We want money. We want stuff. We want followers. We want lock, likes. We want fame. We, 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 we want smiles and, and all the rest. What about peace? That could only come from God. If all you got is people, people are sometime. If they like you one day. But my God never changes. And with my confidence in him, my emotions can stay on a steadier keel. Because they're not just hooked up to circumstances here. But they're hooked up to God. And this peace will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When I thought I'd lose my mind, I stayed thankful. And he kept me. When I thought I might lose my life, I stayed thankful. He kept me. When friends turn their back on me, I stay thankful and he kept me. When I didn't have enough money in the bank, I stayed thankful and he kept me. When I didn't know the way out, I remained thankful and he kept me when I didn't understand. Know what to do, didn't know where to go. I remain thankful, and He kept me. Don't wait until you can figure it out, don't wait until circumstances change. 20 years ago, when we lived in our townhouse, I was sick. The doctor said there's nothing they could do. And uh, during that time, my oldest baby boy, they said, well, really, you need to abort the baby because he's going to be born with spinal bifida. Part of his brain is going to be outside of his head. He will never walk, and he won't live very long. Started a new church. How many of you know church people aren't always the happiest people? But my wife would go to sleep, we had a little walk-in closet, and my mind was trying to spin out of control. God, Why you call me to this? God, how could all this be happening, and, 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 and God, I'm not getting any better? But in that closet with my face pressed up against the carpet, I didn't want my wife to hear, but I say, but Lord, I thank you. Yes. Yes. My body may hurt, but I am in my right mind, God. Lord, I thank you. My church may not be too big, but Lord, I do hear your voice and and we do experience your, your presence. Lord, 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 I, I, I wouldn't say it, loud, but Lord, we don't have enough money, God. I, I, I don't know exactly what I'm, I'm doing, God, but I want to thank you for the money I do have. I want to thank you for the friends I, I, I do have. Lord, Lord, Lord I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen with my baby, God, but I'm giving my baby to you, God, and I, I want to thank you that you are a keeper, you are a healer, you are a protector. You will preserve me, you will uphold me. God, I'm looking to you. Thank you, God, for what I can thank you for. And it's those nights alone in my closet, Jay wasn't on the piano. The worship team was not in my room. Lord, I want to thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, Thank you for another day. Thank you for another opportunity. Thank you, Lord. At least I got here. I'm better than I was. You have to learn to give thanks. Thank you for America. Thank you for Virginia. Thank you for this church. Thank you for my car, thank you for my shoes, thank you for my feet, thank you for my hands, thank you for my ears, thank you for my eyes, thank you for my heart. And before long, Jesus, but you have to offer prayer and supplication, other translations call it petitions, with, with, with. Thanks. Give give God a hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org slash salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big.
1: 2024 is here, and it's time to step forward into the new year with a new boldness that comes with renewed spiritual vision, purpose, and most of all, breakthrough. Hey, DMV, you're invited to join Bishop Derek Greer and the Grace Church family, along with gospel recording artist Todd Galberth, for a special breakthrough concert to power you into 2024. It all happens on January 27th at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. The doors will open at 4 p.m. with the concert starting at 5 p.m. There will be plenty of seating available for you and your friends as we come together to worship and seek the Lord during this special Breakthrough concert. This is going to be an experience that you don't want to miss. So, remember to bring a friend as we come together on January 27th while seeking God's power and purpose for our lives. To learn more or to purchase your tickets, go to gracechurchva.org slash breakthrough. That's gracechurchva.org slash breakthrough. And we'll see you there on January 27th